Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of Synthopsis, Synthwave, and a Synopsis. Your one stop to learn everything under the goddamn sun about Synthwave. I'm your host, uh, Jamal Synthopsis Guy. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, this is going to be an awesome episode. We're going to rock our asses off. We're going to talk all about Shredwave. Got a lot planned. It's going to be awesome. Super in depth. So let's kick it off with an awesome song, Armitage by Von Kaiser. Hope you enjoy and we'll get this ball rolling. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you are tuning in live right now on Night Red FM, or if you are listening in the future, hopefully in the future when coronavirus is gone. Alright, so thank you all so much. Uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about Shredwave, what it is, why it's awesome. This episode is titled Shredwave Decadence, which is a nod to Ultra Boss's awesome item titled Slave to the Passion 2. The perils of Shredwave, but in any case, we're going to feast tonight. This is going to be a feasty episode. We're going to feast on the wonderful deliciousness that is Shredwave. Uh, but before we don our utensils and begin our banquet, uh, I'd like to say a few brief things about Shredwave. First and foremost, that Shredwave seems to be a commonly misconceived and misunderstood subgenre. Uh, it's not as simple to hear and understand as I think, for example, Dark Synth or synth-pop is. Uh, it's not as atmospheric and evocative as cyberpunk is, so it's hard to really get a feel of what it's about. It's hard to kind of understand and like put it in that kind of a bubble. I believe that most people that listen to Synthwave regularly have an idea of what Shredwave, uh, Shredwave is in their minds, but my guess is that this idea is a misconception, and frankly, that's probably incorrect as mine were previously. That's not an issue though, and my goal this episode is to hopefully address some of the preconceived notions uh, that people have and dispel them, because I had some very similar ideas myself for a long time. Uh, so yeah, you might be able to guess that this episode won't be as easygoing as the last one on Dark Synth was. Uh, now this is going to be an episode that is going to get much more into the weeds of the, the subgenre. We're going to really explore it and really try to figure out, figure out what's going on. Uh, so, with that being said, let's see what we have on the menu tonight, because this is supposed to be a feast after all, right? Uh, for or for hors d'oeuvres, or however rich people call it, we got uh, 
what Shredwave is on a surface. A very simple, bite-sized definition of the subgenre. It's not gonna, they're gonna be very light, and we're not gonna get full off it. It's just to get your palette ready for everything else. And then afterwards, uh, I think Odoves are like those things that people like have servants pass around on plates or something. It's totally rich people stuff. I can't, I can't relate. Um, and then afterwards, the appetizer will be origins of guitars in Synthwave and how that leads to Shredwave. So kind of the origin story of Synthwave, if you will. Uh, and then for the entree, the main course, we got what Shredwave is in depth. I'm going to give you guys a little definition in the beginning just to get you all uh, good and going. Uh, but then we're going to do a real deep dive into what it really is later on. And then for dessert, we got Shredwave Misconceptions. We're going to finish off with a white dessert uh, and just talk about some misconceptions and uh, ideas that people might have, myself included, had in the past. And we'll uh, end off of that. So for the hors d'oeuvres, or however the hell you say it, uh, we got what is Shredwave on the surface. Very quick, this is just a light snack, guys, I mentioned. Think of, basically, think of Synthwave, right? You got the usual synth goodness we all know and love. And then you throw in some awesome shredding guitar solos that light the skies ablaze. That's that's Shredwave. It's the happy marriage of Synthwave and Wicked Guitars. Very simple. And really, that is the most simplistic summary of it. And we're going to get into the fat of what Shredwave really is for the entree, like I mentioned. Uh, but that's just a starter, so that you guys have an idea more or less of what I'm talking about. You will hear also throughout the background music. Uh, I'm going to be playing background music constantly like I said I would during last the last episode. Uh, it seems like a lot of people like that a lot, so I'm going to keep that going. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to hear it a lot through the music that I play in the background and the song breaks. So that's uh, an easy idea. Keep in mind. Alright, easy peasy. Next is the appetizer. Uh, we've got the origins, and you can choose any appetizer you like from the table. There are plenty. There are so many I won't bother naming them because I don't have enough creativity at the moment. Uh, we've got the origins and influences on Shredwave. The origins and influences of Shredwave are exceptionally vast. And honestly, I won't sit here and pretend that I'm some kind of guitar expert that knows where everything began and how it got us to the beautiful music that I'm going to be playing throughout this episode. Uh, I can't do that, unfortunately, but I can name some of the biggest influences that inspired artists and thus helped establish Shredwave to be what it is. Uh, first off, one of the biggest influences is that the guitar itself, as an instrument, was very prevalent in 80s music and in 80s culture. And since Synthwave, Synthwave is a very strong nod to that collective music, culture, and atmosphere of the era, it's completely expected that guitars should make their way into Synthwave as almost all of the influences from the 80s have. So, just the fact that they existed within the 80s is a good enough reason for them to be in Synthwave, right? Beyond that, the influences for Shredwave are vast and impossible to cover in one episode. The guitar is an exceptionally diverse instrument with so many different artists taking from so many different sources and it has such a legacy and such a long career throughout human existence. It's worked at a lot of different jobs. And every single artist is adding their own twists making something new, doing something brilliant, and thus inspiring countless other people in a multitude of, of ways. The only way you'd really be able to find out is just by talking to every single artist and just hearing where they got inspired from. Every single artist can go on and on and on about their influences. They're so numerable and they're so important, really, to uh, influencing just 
what exact type of rock and type of guitar people like to play. Their influences have a huge effect, as influences do in almost anything, you know? We're all inspired by different people, consciously or subconsciously. But here's a few uh, styles in brief summary, along with some notable influences for the, the genre as a whole. For example, you've got the hard rock of Van Halen, but specifically populated uh, was their solo in Michael Jackson's Beat It. And I really shouldn't have to tell anyone how big of a deal that song was. Beat It, I mean, obviously it's, it's Beat It, it's Michael Jackson, right? But this is when guitars are in your face. This solo stands out so well. Van Halen was such a huge name at the time. And this is what shredding is all about. You hear that guitar solo, and it's awesome. I first heard Beat It in middle school, and I didn't know anything else at the time, but I just loved that guitar solo. It was just awesome. I didn't know who Van Halen was, you know? Uh, and some of the biggest names in Shredwave use heavier guitars like this, uh, like Van Halen did in that solo, and they crank it way up. They crank it way loud. They're in your face. It's loud. It's great. That's the whole point. That's what it's all about. I got artists such as Demi K, Ultra Boss, and Meteor. More on them uh, later on. They're the guys that love to crank it up. They play it loud. It's heavy. It's in your face. And this is a direct inspiration from the many heavy rock bands of the 80s that put that guitar in your face. Contrasted by that, you've got the softer stuff. Uh, softer guitar usage on songs such as Your Love by The Outfields, where the gain, aka volume, of the guitar is lowered and helps make the music less intense and thus puts the focus on other elements of the song such as vocals, keyboard, and atmosphere. This is often the case in a lot of modern synth-pop and uh, that use guitars, they will kind of use the guitar as a background instrument, you know? Think of it, it's just a sound, it's just there made to give a little more flavor, get a little bit more texture, but it's not the focus, it's not blaring in your face, it's not trying to amaze you or dazzle you, it's just there, you know? It's a supporting sound. The emphasis is really placed on vocals or captivating melodies, and more on that later on, of course, also. But uh, there are tons of ways that guitars were used in the 80s and how they inspired today. Synth artists, this is an ultra, ultra, ultra abridged version of that and though but for the sake of simplicity i think it makes sense to group modern synthwave uses of guitars into hard rock and soft rock based upon these two influences uh, if you really want to learn more you'd have to go find a documentary you gotta talk to some people frankly um, but yeah these are the, the two categories hard rock and soft rock uh, and i think it's fair to also include overall uh, guitar usage in synthwave into those two categories soft or hard stuff uh, but how exactly does this relate to Shredwave? I'm so glad you asked, and you're dying to know, but we're going to hold that thought for now and return, uh, to, we'll return to this later on in the episode. But for now, let's take a song break, and when we return, we'll look at Shredwave more in-depth. Uh, this song is Kylie Electron, Kyrie, not Kylie, sorry, Kyrie Electron by Ultra Boss, a huge, huge name in Shredwave. Hope you guys will enjoy, and uh, we'll be right back.
Alright, welcome back. Uh, if you need any more clarification about what Shredway was or is, I would refer you to that last song, Kyrie Electron, my favorite song by Ultra Boss. Absolutely amazing. He tears that song to shreds, as the name implies. It is the beautiful mixture of awesome shredding with awesome synths. Alrighty. Uh, this is another song I love by Wolf and Raven as the background. Coastline Capers. Awesome, awesome stuff. So, We've talked about influences and we talked about Stridewave on the surface. Let's get into the meat, the entree, the goodness of our banquet. The more in-depth look into what Stridewave is. And really, I think this deserves to be the main topic of the episode. You know, the topic of every episode changes all the time, but I think there's a lot to unpack here. So let's uh, get into it. Uh, and then actually, I'm going to start by saying, instead of telling you what isn't Stridewave or isn't a Stridewaver, I'd rather tell you guys, in my opinion, what is a shred waver. There are a lot of artists that would self-identify as shred wavers, or even as synthwave artists that may make shred wave from time to time. But I would definitely say, in my opinion, that the three of the following artists were a huge influence on shred wave. And this is going off of a list of artists that I know really well and I've listened to for a long time. There are others, there are more people, and I encourage you guys to check them out. But these are the guys that I know. Uh, it's not the case as in Dark Synth where like you have these three big guys that started everything. These are just three huge influences that I know have had a big impact. First and foremost, you've got Ultra Boss, a uh, song of which I just played. Uh, Demi K, awesome dude. He actually helped me an immense amount in preparation for this episode. Um, he is an awesome musician and an awesome, awesome dude all around. He is phenomenal. And Meteor, another awesome dude, makes phenomenal Shredwave. These three, basically, uh, all they do is just make Shredwave. Demi K, though, is a bit different. He's very uh, innovative and is constantly doing new things, but Shredwave is kind of always in his music. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but these three guys are huge influences. And I think they have four things in common. I'm going to rattle off a quick list that these, four, uh, these three have in common that really binds them together and makes Shredwave what it is. Because I think it really does encapsulate the embodiment of Shredwave. First is their musical style. Uh, the three, obviously, slightly different. They have their own sound, but it can be rolled up into, as we talked about, heavy, hard, and softer rock. It can be rolled up into the harder rock category. They have their different influences, but they really do definitely follow onto the heavier spectrum of the rock. You know, like in Kyrie Electron, the song we just played, you can so clearly hear all of Ultra Boss's rock. Everything is in front and center. Excuse me. Excuse me, sorry. I had dinner like 40 minutes ago. Apologize. But everything is in your face. It's front and center. And there, it's not in the background. It's not being hidden by keys. It's only like that in a very, very, very small amount of this music. It's front and center. It's in your face. It's loud. The emphasis is all on the guitars. And this is something that these three do all the time. You know? They're, the guitar is their instrument. It's their focus. It's not the synths. It's not vocals. There can be synths. There can be vocals. And they can be loud. As the case is in Kyrie Electron, sometimes they're swapping back and forth, they're alternating, but um, the guitar really is the most important instrument in their music. It is their craft, it is their weapon. So that's the first thing, you've got their hard rock. Uh, second is their passion for the genre, and I think passion is definitely worth mentioning here, for sure. Uh, Ultra Boss, for example, is obsessed with Shredwave. I have never talked to him. I don't know anything about him, but I know he is obsessed with Shredwave. And he makes Shredwave all the time, regardless of what anyone else is doing. In 20 years, Synthwave could be completely dead. 
you know? I might be on episode 500, but Ultra Boss will still be shredding away in his basement, in his living room, wherever he shreds away. He doesn't care. It's just what he loves. It's what he loves to do. I mean, he has an album titled The Perils of, uh, the, Perils of the Passion, uh, Shred Wave Decadence, which this episode is kind of a nod to, you know? And he j I just found out like a few days ago, he released another EP or something, I think, called This Is Shred Wave. Like, the guy just bleeds Shred Wave. Every single time I go to his Spotify, he has something new out. And it's just what he does. It's what he loves to do. And I think that passion is so infectious. I think passion, true passion, cannot be faked in anything. And it gives it identity. The same could be said for Demi K. Uh, he has a deep passion for the guitar as well. And it absolutely showed in my conversations with him. I briefly mentioned I talked a lot with him in preparation for this episode. Because this whole thing is honestly a bit new to me. And he was very friendly. And a lot of stuff we talked about was influences and what the guitar means to him he's been playing it for i think like the past 19 years and it's a huge part of his identity as a person it's just what he loves to do and he will always be doing it i assume you know and it's just an unmistakable part of who he is as well and i can't speak on, on behalf of meteor unfortunately but meteor's music is pretty much all the same it's just rock focus heavy rock focus it's what he loves to do it's what he does i would wager that the case is very similar with him as well though then this passion really is infectious. It's authentic. It's real. And when you have people that are so devoted to something like this, I think it really does give an identity. It says, this is what we do with our lives. This is what we love. And we're not going anywhere. And we demand and deserve to be recognized. That's just a fact. You know, you're not going to listen to these musicians and say, you guys aren't a subgenre. You know, this is nothing. This is just guitar synthwave. It's more than that. It's its own special corner of the genre. Uh, and the third is their commitment to using guitar in their music, as I talked about. But I think this is worth highlighting a little bit more. Uh, Ultra Boss does virtually only Shredwave and basically never deviates much from that course. Except for a few songs, I believe. It's just what he does. It's the same with Meteor. The car the guitar is his thing and he incorporates it with his melodies. Or he'll often just knock your socks off with his solos. Nimi K is exceptionally committed to his guitar. He's a hell of an innovator and is always doing a million different things. Like The point I'm trying to make is that these guys just make music centered around their guitars. Demi K is slightly different uh, because he's constantly always trying new things. Like his last EP, On The Run, was an OutRun EP. It was very OutRun. It was very, very 80s, like cruising down the highway on your motorcycle kind of deal. But even in that EP, he had a song. He has a song called Coastline, my personal favorite. Has this really, really good guitar solo near the end for like 30 seconds or something. So this guy is always shredding, even when he's trying different things. Even he's working on two huge albums this year. Like um, there are, I think, uh, New Wave and Space Wave. I guarantee you, in both those, he's gonna be shredding. He just is. That's what just what he does, really. You know, it might not be every single song, but he will be shredding. That's not gonna go away. So these three are so committed, they're so passionate, and they're so committed. They establish themselves through uh, their their commitment, and not just having it be, uh, you know, I'm gonna make one album of Shredwave, and then I'm gonna do one album of something else. Uh, every single thing is Shredwave. It's what they do, it's what they know, and it's what they love. And I think the fourth thing that these three have in common is the usage of uh, intense, heavy, and highly technical guitar solos. Um, these solos serve a lot of purpose, including putting the guitar front and center in the song in order to place emphasis on it, you know? When you hear a guitar solo, 
you're like, oh, let me listen. You know, this this might sound awesome. This might wail. This might shred. You know, like you your attention is gained. It is garnered. You are excited. You know, guitar solos are epic. That's when the camera zooms in and everyone's paying attention. This is the part where the guy goes nuts and displays true skill. And that's really a huge point. I can't understate that enough. These solos are epic. Uh, they serve many purposes in of themselves. Uh, first and foremost, they... Uh, give guitars an opportunity to display mastery of their guitars and thus their crafts, you know Like these guys the instrument the guitar is their instrument is the keyboard is the instrument of many other synth artists The guitar is theirs and they want to knock your socks up with guitar solos as Some synth artists might want to knock your socks up with awesome beautifully crafted beautifully composed melodies And this allows them an opportunity to demonstrate their skill and how much they've absorbed and learned um, It also gives them an opportunity to shred to absolutely go apeshit on their machines and to just knock our hats and socks off with solos that are just dazzling and awesome because that's just what they love to do. Shredwave is just about shredding. It's called Shredwave after all, guys, right? And that's where the power lies. It's in the act of shredding and just going nuts. Like, yeah, some of their songs might be a little bit more chill, but they really want to be in your face. They want to be loud and they want to dazzle you with their guitar solos and their plays. That's what Shredwave is all about. That's what shredding really is. And honestly, I think that I think this is it, folks. I think that the proof is in the is in the pudding. You know, it's a little early for pudding. Maybe the proof is in the turkey, the Thanksgiving turkey, the stuffing. You gotta find it. But it's in there. I promise you guys. Uh, if you're wondering what Shredwave is, then you simply just have to look at the people that have been doing it for the longest and have a bleeding passion for it. You know, though I will give a little bit of my own input here. I love to give my inputs, obviously. Uh, I will add on as a side note, important side note, that I think it's important for a song to maintain that 80s identity in order for it to be Shredwave. Because after all, it is still part of Synthwave, right? It's a subgenre. It's not its own thing. It's a subgenre of Synthwave. But for example, I would not at all consider Ghost's latest album, Valediction, to be Shredwave. That's black metal or death metal or whatever metal. I don't know. I'm not a metal expert. Uh, I was going to make a really bad pun, but I stopped myself. So you guys should be proud of me. But these guys also all have that strong 80s connection. They're all bound together in different ways. They have it. And I think that the fact that it's there gives them a descent wave uh, umbrella. Puts them in some sort of umbrella. Otherwise, they could shred and be put in, I don't know, vapor shred wave. Well, that's also vapor shred. I don't know. But you get my point. You get what I'm trying to say. So... Hopefully now I uh, may have been able to convince you guys to varying degrees that uh, that's what Shredwave is. Uh, so I hope you guys are nice and full and have enjoyed your entree. I know I have. I'm going to drink some water. Let's uh, take another song break and then we'll finish up with our dessert. Well, I'm really flying through this episode, guys. I feel like, I, I feel like this just went by in a flash. But in any case, uh, let's... Oh, I just realized... I just realized my uh, background song was at full volume the entire time. Well, uh, let's finish up with uh, the let's finish up with play only the strong by Demi K, and we'll uh, go to dessert. I'll be back.
Alright guys, I realized, I thought my song was, my background song there, was too loud. I thought I had the fader on the wrong side. It was correct, and then I ended up making it really, really loud, ironically. So, sorry about that. I like to think that my crappy DJing gives me a slight air of, authentic of authenticity. You guys, like, it reminds you guys that I'm just an amateur. Uh, that's what I like to think, I hope. In any case, um... Let's finish up, and yeah, I really feel like this episode just gone by in a flash. Uh, let's finish up with dessert. Uh, dessert is my favorite meal. I love pie. I love my mother's pies. They're amazing. Uh, I will have apple pie. You guys can enjoy what you like. And I regret I have not... I just realized I have not made enough crappy food puns this episode. I will do a better job next time. Next week. Um, speaking of next week's episode, I'm very excited to announce what that's going to be at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Um... Enough saying um, let's finish up with dessert. Uh, we've got dispelling some misconceptions about Shredwave. I will be honest, guys, for once. Everything else has been a lie, but I will be honest now. And I will say that when I started doing this episode, I didn't know very much about the subgenre. Really. I really didn't. Besides the list of songs that I liked and that I knew even less and I knew that I knew even less about guitars and their historical usages, right? I've never been a massive guitar person. Some of you might be screaming at me right now in your computers. You might be shaking them, writing me an angry mail letter in the mail. I don't know. Uh, but regardless, I knew I had assumptions about Shredwave. As all of us do, we all make assumptions about things even when we lack facts. That's just a human thing, right? But what I'm trying to say is I had an assumption that Shredwave was simply Synthwave with guitars, right? This is what I thought about it. I just thought that, well, any song, any synthwave song with guitars, slap it on there, you got Shredwave, you know? What's the shredding? What's the big deal? Guitar goes wham wham, then it's Shredwave, you know? This was a, a really wide umbrella I was casting. Uh, that could include basically any song, including much more light synth pop stuff. I was really confused. I was lost. Completely stranded at sea. Uh, in fact, I originally didn't even think Shredwave was its own subgenre. Because guitars can be in any type of synthwave under that logic, uh, and that isn't specific enough. You know, if I put a guitar in dark synth, in synth pop, in whatever, all the subgenres are escaping me right now. If I put guitars in that, then how is that shredwave? It's too broad. It's too, it's too loose. You can't narrow that down at all. It's not justifiable. Um, and that was really what I had in mind. I would also wager that a lot of other people also feel the same way as I currently, as I did. Uh, but I don't know for sure because I haven't hired a polling agency to find out yet. But I would wager if you know something about Shredwave prior to this episode that you, you might have something, a very, very rudimentary idea in your mind. Which is completely fine. Uh, so it took a few large conversations with Demi K and a bunch of questions throughout this week to arrive at everything that I said earlier in this episode to bring you the banquet that we enjoyed this episode. It took a lot of questions and a lot of conversations, a lot of very big paragraphs from Demi K, which I'm very grateful for. I believe firmly that Shredwave is its own unique subgenre and that it isn't as simple as Guitar Wave, you know? I, that's what in my mind it was before. You could label it as Guitar Wave, something very simple. I don't blame anyone though if they didn't have a strong opinion about what Shredwave is. Because I doubt many people spend their time racking their brains about what Shredwave really is. So, I hope this episode helps to give Shredwave more of a home and more of an identity. 
because I think that's what it really lacks. I think it's kind of just floating around the synthverse and it hasn't been given a proper home yet. And even before I went live, I was talking to people in the chat room and I had multiple people being like, what the hell is Shredwave? You know, like I'm sure you guys have all heard Shredwave songs, but you just don't know its own genre. And it's not anyone's fault. I think a big reason, another big reason for this, I actually realized this while talk, during this episode, I think another big reason for this is because guitars, it's just guitars really, emphasis on guitars, and it's not a whole huge thing like Dark Synth. Take Dark Synth, you hear Dark Synth, it's dark, it's edgy, it's powerful, it's brooding, like you just hear it, you know what it is, right? This guy makes Dark Synth, this guy makes it, this guy makes it, and the whole episode, like my whole last episode, everything just sounds so uniform. Shredwave, I mean, it's much more hard to pin it down because it's just an instrument, you know? It's just an instrument. It doesn't have the melodies, it doesn't have all the extra stuff, the atmosphere, it doesn't have vocals. That's the emphasis. Of course, there are other stuff going on, but the emphasis is really on the guitar. And I think those things really give the subgenre some difficulty of having a home and a, a place in people's hearts. You just need to open your heart and accept Shredwave into it because it's standing on your doorstep waiting to be accepted. And it deserves to be accepted because it kicks ass. So, that's dessert, guys. Um, and like that, this episode's over. I thought this was going to be a lot longer, but I kind of flew through it, honestly. It's uh, only been 37 minutes. Maybe some of you are tired of me going on and on and on. So, we'll call it with that, guys, honestly. Let's take another song break, and we will be back with the last five. Uh, we'll wrap up the episode. This song is Hunter of Lost Souls by Meteor. I played a song by Ultra Boss, Dimmy K, and uh, now Meteor, the three dudes I mentioned. This is one of my favorite songs. Definitely my favorite song by him. I heard the song years ago, and I still love it to death. It is a beautiful balance of shredding and sense. So enjoy. I will shut up, and we'll finish up.
Alright. Uh, oh crap, I ended the tail ending. I was gonna have a nice fade out. <sighs> Alright, whatever. Uh, damn it. I'm sad. Alright, it's fine, whatever. Let's uh, end with the last five, where I... Maybe I should always play a song before, uh, before I do the last five. That's actually kind of nice. Um, I'm getting super sidetracked. Let's end with the last five, guys. The last five minutes of every Synthopsis episode, where I update you guys on new releases and other cool things. There are cool things happening, guys, despite the world falling apart right in front of us. Cool things are still abound. Uh, so what do we got? What do we got? New releases. Uh, Agents of Sweatwave. Agents of Sweat, sorry, is out May 8th by Team Sweatwave, which consists of Griff, Yoru, Demi K, Turbo Knight, and Plumic Heart. They have been working on this for a while. These are five dudes that love Sweatwave. If you don't know what Sweatwave is, it's, uh, think of like 80s workout. You put on your headband, you get cracking, you know, you pump some iron. Uh, think of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his famous phrases. But you know, that's what Sweatwave is. You get in the gym, you go nuts. And these five, uh, they are Team Sweatwave, and they get together and have a ball, and they make Sweatwave. It's awesome, it's cool, it's super unique, and I love it. So, be on the lookout for that. May 8th, it is coming out. Uh, Volcor X album, This Is Our Planet Now, is out now, I believe. I think it came out like a few days ago, last week. I have not gotten a chance to listen to it. I am excited. I like his music a lot. Should be good. Should be very good. He's been teasing it for a while now. Uh, Ghost, oh, Ghost Host has released three new Darkson tracks, and they are Name Your Price on Bandcamp, so please go check those out if you're a fan of Darkson. He is an awesome dude, very nice, very friendly, very kind. I've only heard good things about him. Uh, Dan Terminus, a very, very big name in Darkson. Update from Blood Music. His album is basically done. Uh, Blood Music, his label has publicly said that they are just waiting on the album artwork, but made no official release date. So stay tuned for that. I think they said it might be a few more months, but it's on the way. It is coming soon, uh, and it should be good. So stay tuned, guys. Dan Tamaris album. Uh, new Void Stare collab track with Eyeshadow. 2600FM is announced for April 24th. Void Stare is an awesome dude. Small dark synth artist, uh, but he made a splash with his new album. The name which is escaping me, escaping me, came out a few months ago. Super nice, super friendly dude. Uh, from Australia, PhD student, wonderful guy. I love interacting with him. So be on the lookout for that. Coming out April 24th. That is all I have for releases. I have not been on very active on social media in the past few weeks. Uh, so like I said, quarantine's got me playing a lot of games. And I've been on Twitter less, so I don't have a whole lot for you guys, unfortunately. Uh, I would also like to give a massive, massive thank you to Demi K. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. This episode literally would not have been possible without his help. Uh, we talked a lot. He answered all my questions. I did a lot of research and got back to him, and he was super, super helpful. This dude knows so much about guitars, about the guitar scene, and he's just an amazing artist and was so kind and so friendly. I've always liked his music a lot, and now I really, really respect him a lot as a person. Uh, so, I really... I. I'm very, very grateful to him for all of his help. Uh, please check out his stuff. He makes phenomenal music. I played uh, two of his songs this episode. Uh, Not Holding Back and uh, Only The Strong. Off of his latest album, Only The Strong. And he's always making new stuff, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for him. Eyes and ears, not eels. Uh, don't peel your eels. But yeah, 
Thank you so much, Jimmy, uh, for everything. I am in great debt to you, really. So uh, that this episode was made possible by him. I just found out also that uh, in in the realm of cool news, cool stuff going on, I found out like ten minutes ago before going live that Street Cleaner is getting a video game apparently, uh, and it's coming out in a couple months. So what? Like it looks like a mix of old school Mega Man and uh, Ninja Gaiden. I've never played Ninja Gaiden. I'm a baby compared to some of you. I grew up on Nintendo 64. Um, I did play the OG Mega Man games, like Mega Man 1, and that game traumatized me. Yeah, that game traumatized me. So, uh, but that's cool as hell. The guy's getting, uh, and he's made a bunch of his own, uh, like, darks and chip music, I believe, to go with it. So, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna be looking forward to playing that, along with Virtraverse, game published by, uh, Data Division, which consists of Master Boot Record and uh, two other two other guys' names I can't remember, but that game is coming out May 13th, I believe, or 18th. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Cyberpunk Adventure Goodness, Quick and Point. If you want to play something chill, if you want to relax, if Animal Crossing dies down in a month, then check out Virtuaverse. It should be fun. I'm actually very very excited for it. Legitimately, I mean, Master Boot Record did all the music, so that's in of itself a reason to be excited, right? Next week's episode, holy crap. Guys, I have been waiting to announce this all week. I, we got an awesome, awesome interview next week. I'm going to be interviewing Deadlife live on Night Red FM. I asked him and he's super excited. He's completely down. Uh, he's got an album coming out in a few months, I think. I'm not entirely sure, May, called City of Eternal Rain. Uh, so I'm gonna ask him all about it. We're gonna talk about his career, his inspirations. He's a very, very big name in Dark Synth that has inspired a lot of newer artists. And he's been very vocal about stuff he's been dealing with in real life. Uh, he mainly talks about it. He has a, a Discord. He advertises every once in a while, a Discord group. Um, if you want to hang out with him, he's been talking about what's going on in his life. And I'm just curious how that's been influencing his music. He seems like a very chill dude. I've interacted with him quite a few times on his Discord and on Twitter. Um, and I just... He just seems like someone I just want to talk to and uh, talk about his music with. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. It's going to be great. I'm going to do a lot of preparing, but it's going to be so fun. I'm really excited, guys. Dead Life interview next week, only on Night Red FM. It is going to be great. I am so, I'm so, so excited, guys. All right. Let's uh, end this episode with uh, another song by Ultra Boss. There's a song I love by him called Nostromo. Same as the name of the ship from Alien. So, uh, thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you all will tune in next week for the Dead Life interview. I love you all. Stay safe. Stay inside. And this is it. Synthopsis out, guys. Peace. Keep shredding on. <laughs>